You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now, I've asked Victor to stay on for just a minute because I want to ask him a few questions. I heard a lot of the show today, and I heard what they were talking about, about how they're trying to maintain – we're trying to maintain control of the Senate just so we have a little balance. I didn't know there was going to be a test. No, no, this is not a test. (laughs) I'm going to just propose a few things that will make everybody think a little bit. Okay. I can probably accurately say that you are a student and believer in history. Yes. And the fact that people who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yes. Okay. Maybe not a fact, but a trend. Yeah. Now, according to historians, the system of government we have, a constitutional republic or a republic of law, has a lifespan of approximately 200 years. Mm-hmm. Which we've passed. We have outlived that. Mm-hmm. Now, I just wonder, at what point... Let's just say for a brief second that the worst thing, worst possible thing happens. I mean, Trump already lost, which was, I don't understand that at all. The guy with Allegedly. The, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got the best economy in the last 50 years, best peace treaties everything. with the Middle East. He yeah. stopped North Korea from firing missiles at anybody. First president to not enter into a new war in decades. Since Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. And they vote for the other guy. And they vote for the other guy, the guy who doesn't know where he is. But so, okay, so our the historians are saying we have a limited lifespan. We've probably outdone that. Let's just say that Warnock, was it Wizard Warnock and, and Assoff, end up uh, winning. Warlock. Warnock. Warlock and Assoff end up winning. And the Democrats have complete control for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be enough to possibly sink our system of government with the spending they're going to do? Well, here's the thing. You know, the one the one good thing that we have, Roger, is is the what's left of a capitalist economy and that's the thing that's been able to sustain us is this it's it's hard to bring down an economy of our size. The problem is, is if you give these people more than two years, even two years is going to be bad because you're right, Roger, the spending. We're, we're rapidly approaching where we're going to be over 100 percent of GDP. And, and, and that, we've got we got and, trillions in debt that we have no possible way. Three trillion and counting with no possible way to pay it off with no way to pay it off because the only way and this is the this is a good point, Roger, because the only way to pay it off is to grow the economic pie. But the Democrats policies shrink the economic pie. The the Democrats want to look at the pie as stag is stagnant. They want to just take it and cut it up into smaller slices. You can't grow like that. You have to grow the pie so that everybody gets a bigger slice, not a smaller slice. Right, but when this doesn't happen and the economy starts to falter, I mean, Ayn Mm -hmm. Rand made it perfectly clear in her book. You stop... You so, stop helping producers produce, mm-hmm. they're going to stop producing. They're going to stop producing. So I They're think going to move elsewhere. They're right. going to go elsewhere where people were in, will encourage so them to I produce. I think what you're asking, Roger, is in two years, with the, if they have full control and they're spending and the, and the judicial branch doesn't stop, doesn't uphold the Constitution, and they're just running rickshot, then will Ayn Rhine's book come to fruition, which is Atlas Shrug, is what you're referring to, where the producers will throw up their hands and say, I'm done. I'm not right. producing. I'm not. There's no reward for my sweat equity, so therefore I will not create jobs, and I, I, I'm being punished. I'll go somewhere else. I'll and go do it. somewhere else. And and Roger, what's to say now? Didn't right that happen now, during Obama's administration? Um, it did happen. You saw a huge, huge suction or vacuum of jobs manufacturing leaving this country. 
Um, and he swore fact, Trump couldn't bring it back. And he swore Trump couldn't. In fact, Ireland, and this is what I was going to get to, what's to say that a country won't wake up out there and go, hey, here's our opportunity to, to really grow and become a big world power and take the place of the United States because somebody's going to take Let's the give place. them the opportunity here that they and, don't have in their so country anymore. Exactly. You know, Ireland did this uh, during the Obama years. Ireland dropped their corporate tax rate and, and businesses flocked to Ireland. And so if it, what's to say if one country wakes up and says, you know what, we're going to have a national sales tax and we're going to actually have a rule of law like the U.S. used to have and we're going to have freedom and we're going to have capitalism, that country's going to explode and that's where everybody's going to run to. But I wonder if people here will put up with socialism when it comes to fruition. Are people going to stand there, hand in their guns? Well, you know, mine got lost in a boating accident, so I, I know. Have none to but they're still going to come knocking on they're doors. They're going to come knocking on the door. They're going to issue yeah. search warrants. They're going to run through people's houses looking for this stuff. And, and to all you college hippies out there that uh, that laugh at us when we talk about the Second Amendment, where do you think your iPhones coming from? Where do you think your iPads coming from? You aren't going to have those anymore because when socialism takes over, there will be no more innovation. Well, you can vote your way into socialism, but you but have to you, shoot your way you out. You have to shoot your way out. Uh, <laughs> obtaining socialism is easy. Easy. Getting out of socialism is damn near impossible. You know what? You know why there's no American refugees anywhere? <laughs> there's a because reason. Because when that. things get bad, Americans don't run. Don't they run. dust off their guns and they go to work. And we go to work. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why we have the motto here: these colors don't run. Because there is no other country like this in the, in the, in the world, on the planet. No other country like the United States. There's no other people like the American. Because the American, like Roger said, will not cut and run. There are enough of us here that are going to reject socialism. I will not stand in a bread line. I will not give away my freedoms. And I will not live on my knees. And there's enough, I think, of us, Roger. So I hope I'm just I hope it doesn't come to that. No, I don't want it to come. I'm to hoping that Purdue I, and Loeffler win, and they yeah. can at least maintain I, a, a balance for the next two years to yeah. keep things. But if they don't win, and with the cheating going on, I don't know. Even What's if they did to say win, we can stop it in two years. That's a good point. Even if they That's did win, point. who's to say they're going to be proclaimed the winners? Exactly. <laughs> so if right, and look, make no mistake, every move the Democrats have been making since 2016 is a move in which they want to secure power in perpetuity. They're trying to put things in place where they will never lose power again. And and that's and where that's the mail not, and fraud And that's in. not a republic of law. That's a dictatorship. No, it's a dictatorship. That's tyranny. Uh, because they believe they and will be the, the only, tyrannous. What's the only way to fight tyranny? Well... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I say, I'm not I'm not advocating violence advocating. by no, any means, but we, I'm saying you know, this may be something everybody has to put yeah. to some thought eventually. Absolutely. What if things start what if they keep shutting down businesses? Right. What if you can't afford to mm-hmm. support your family, to Absolutely. support your put gas yeah. in your car to put food on your table? Yeah, you know, it's it's the conservative and the libertarian who stands by and says we don't want violence. We we're the last to advocate and 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 be, well, that's been proven this yeah, year alone. We, we yeah. Antifa and BLM—they've yeah. been—they've been causing more violence than yep. any other conservative groups ever. Yeah, show me the conservative group that has gone out and beat people senselessly just for the fun of and it and caused millions and of dollars down, of destruction and to burn down buildings. No, it's been Antifa and it's been burn, loot, murder. 
Um, look, conservatives and and libertarians, we like to work. We like to be work, left alone. We want to have like opportunity. To things exactly. We like to help others by creating opportunity for them. Um, we don't want violence. But when you push us to that level, you're not going to want to be on the receiving end. And I'll just leave it at now, that. What do you think? Okay, let's just assume the worst. Loeffler and Purdue lose. The Warlock Ugh. and Assoff get in power. What's going to be the first few things they try and do? Oh, guns. You well, think the first well, thing yeah. is guns. And just like every other dictatorship guns. in history, they're going to take guns away yeah. from the people. Because they already have education. Usually the first thing is, is they go and get the education. Indoctrination. Uh, right. And then, this, and then the next thing they do is they, they grab they the guns. They disarm the civilian population. They disarm population. the populace. Because yeah. a, a civilian you, you, population that can't fight back is much easier to rule. Oh, absolutely. A, a population that can't fight back is a subjugated population. We now, for the moment, are still free people. And we're free because... There, as I've said before, if if any police force, any weapon they have, the civilian should have, and that's the Second Amendment, folks. And, the, and but the, they've already trampled all and, over and that. They're trampling all over it. So if they're able to restrict, and the first thing they will do, Roger, to answer that question, is they're going to go after restricting the movement of guns and the restricting the sale of guns, the restriction of ammo, and then to make it cost prohibitive by um, enormous taxes. That's what they're going to That's do. And they're then they're going about. to find a way to try and come into your home. And if you didn't pay your tax, then they confiscate your weapon. They want to take and, them and away. It's, it's, and they want to do the taxing so they can start a list. The Nazis, um, the Russians, all, the, yeah. everybody throughout history yeah. who's had a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. You know, Castro and Cuba, yep. he took the guns they away took, first. They took the education Because they the guns. eliminate the resistance. Yeah, you have to eliminate resistance. If you can beat back the brown shirts and the black shirts – then you can't have tyranny. So they want a people that can completely be subjugated. And look, folks, if you want to live on your knees, then go to Venezuela, go to Cuba, go to North Korea, go to Russia, go to China. See if they will welcome you. And those people, they couldn't fight back. They were they, disarmed. They, and they still can't fight back. No, and they're stuck. They, yeah. they're, and do we want to be stuck like that? I hope Americans nope. won't stand for that. We have you become know, lackadaisical. We have yeah. become yeah. complicit in yeah. our in our our apathy exactly and we and we really shouldn't and and uh yeah i uh wanted to clarify something right quick uh and i should have earlier and i thought about it and just didn't get around to doing it but the show that we just did before uh, locked and loaded uh the on point and david's pick uh, combination show to try to get you all out to vote was not endorsed by either candidate. No. I did this strictly on my own because I wanted to support Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. So anything that we said was strictly the responsibility of the station and uh, was not endorsed by either candidate, Kelly Loeffler or David Perdue. Just wanted to make sure everybody yeah. understood that and that um, <laughs> we do support them and Please get out and vote. So I'll turn it back over to uh, Victor. Let me add to that too. Uh, look, I you know I, I would never put words in people's mouths. So oh uh, come on, just a uh, few. <laughs> so I would like to. Uh, so uh, yeah, no. Look, I love David Perdue, and um, 
I'm becoming a bigger fan of Kelly Leffler, and I would never. Uh, I like look, them. They didn't I wouldn't endorse. say love them. Well, but I dislike the you, other you, two so right, much more. So much. And that's what I mean. That's what I mean. And but I do know David personally, and um, you know he's a good guy, and he fights for the right causes. Is he perfect? No. No but politician what, but is. But what politician is? <laughs> so, um, but uh, but yeah, like I said, I, you know, they did not endorse this. I did not call for their permission, and uh, nor did did they ask me to do this, and they didn't ask David. So, well, you're not necessarily um, voting for them personally. Necessarily, you're voting for freedom. You're voting right, for, for liberty. The stemming the rise of socialism. Right, right. We want to fight back. Look, when I vote for and and this is the thing, if I didn't know David and, if, and I don't know Kelly, and uh, and look, I wasn't a fan of Kelly Leffler. I'll be honest, I I didn't want her to be appointed, but she was, and she's done she's done well, um, and I hope she continues to do well. But I want freedom to prevail. I want liberty to prevail, and I want to block Biden's agenda every at every corner. And and Leffler and Purdue are going to be able to do that. Not Hopefully, they time. will stand with the rest of the Senate and be able to stop. Yeah, these well, ridiculous, the rest unconstitutional. It's the rest of the Senate that I hope stand with Purdue and Leffler. Uh, yes, <laughs> so, this this could be the point yeah. where we have a tipping point. I think in the United States, if things go the other way, yeah, who knows what in two years? Who knows oh, what will happen? Man. Our gun rights are going to be decimated. Uh, absolutely, freedom of speech absolutely. is going to be decimated. Yep. And without those two, what is there? Because without those two, you can't have the other. So bye-bye privacy rights. Bye-bye uh, the right to not be searched. All your businesses are um, going to be just under government control. Yep. Just hey, like they were in Cuba the and socialism. In every other socialist country there yeah, is. Yeah, socialism. They, the government, a few, will control the productions, the means of productions. Ask yourself, do you want to report to your local socialist douchebag government official? Can he run your business better than you? You want to you want to have unemployment? Go ahead. Elect these socialists and give them power. You know, yeah, it's I'll bad enough this. that the Biden already allegedly won. Yeah, allegedly. You know, I'll say this. Look, some of you are out there are like myself and Roger in that um, – I am doing things, and I've been doing things since the Obama years. I've been doing things to prepare to outrun the the coming of socialism just because I'm afraid that there's there's too many uh, – the education has ruined too many people in this country to these young voters that are voting for this mess, and I plan on outrunning it. Yeah, and uh, if you have kids, talk to them. When they're young, teach them – what freedom <laughs> means. Teach them about liberty. Teach yeah. them what the right thing is. Yeah. Teach them about integrity and honor. Don't right. wait until they get indoctrinated by the schools. Make them question things they hear in school. Yeah, amen to that. Make sure, make sure they don't realize everything their teacher says is true. Right. And, and let them understand that daddy government isn't the person to turn to when there are ills and problems in your life. There's a thing called self-responsibility. And the sooner you, you teach your kids that, the better off right. they will be. Don't don't trust the government. Right. Now I'm going to leave you with that, Roger B. Okay. Unless you had any more questions. Not. We're good. Unless you want to take a guess at something. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got uh, carjackings are up in Minneapolis after they defunded the police by eight million dollars. Wow. Want to take a guess what percentage the carjackings are up? A hundred and fifty. 537%. Holy. <laughs> there you go, folks. Elect Warnock and, and uh, Ossoff. Let's defund the police. Woo-hoo. Yeah, let's get our carjackings up 537%. Uh, you know, Roger, before I go, I'll even bring that home to the voters in Georgia. The, you voters in Georgia, 
look at the crime statistics in Atlanta, Georgia, where where they are run by Democrats. The city of Atlanta, uh, I shouldn't say. So the city of Atlanta, run by Democrats who want to defund the police. In fact, they've started to do the same. Right. They've also done this all lockdown crap. The crime, the murders, and the gun fi- violence violent that's crime. been go- violent crime that's been going on, I believe, was up over a hundred percent in the yep. city of Atlanta. And look, what the mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms <laughs> is asking for and suggestions. She smack my bottoms, bo- I don't know. She's asking for suggestions. Oh, right. She doesn't have any idea how she, to fix this. <laughs> yes, this is the person they put in office, the Democrat to run things, is asking the people, please help me. Yeah. Well, she ought to do a step down and go. Can someone please find a Republican to run this city? Yeah, or at least take on a or different a idea. Take on yeah. get get a consultant. Hey, you know what, Roger? That's a great point. I got a message for Bottoms. Whatever your instinct is, do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes, whatever you think Problem is going to be a thing. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. We will see you next week. But anyway, so if you're in Minneapolis, your chance of getting carjacked has just gone up 537%. So keep that in mind. And that's with defunding the police. And the thing is, the numbers are staggering. This is amazing. You know, 100% sure, 200, 300, 400, 500%. They've had over 125 carjackings in less than two months. So that just gives you an idea what happened when the police are not allowed to do their jobs. Now, the thing is, though, with police, this is something I hate to even bring up, but are police going to be there to enforce socialist laws? Are they going to follow orders that they know violate their oath of office? They took an oath of office to uphold the Constitution and all it stands for, which includes freedom of speech, the right to keep and bear arms of every citizen, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Are they going to be there knocking on doors trying to collect guns if the socialists decide you shouldn't have them? Are they going to just be following orders, think that they're immune? Are they going to come in here and do whatever they're told to do? I mean, keep in mind, during the Nuremberg trials after World War II, every officer, every person in charge of a concentration camp, every person in charge of committing atrocities said the same thing. I was just following orders. So are we going to have officers doing that? I hope not. I hope these police will look at things and go, you know what? This is not. I swore an oath to protect these laws. I swore an oath to protect the Constitution. This violates the oath I took. Now, of course, politicians take the same oath, but they violate it left and right. They don't care. Biden will swear an oath on January 20th if he gets sworn in. He will swear an oath to uphold the Constitution. Then he will turn around and try and violate the Second Amendment every which way he can, paying no attention to an oath he just swore in front of God and all the American people. So basically, his word means nothing. He has no honor, no integrity, and he's done this before. In 1994, he was one of the authors of the crime bill, which limited weapon capacities. It it stopped magazines. It stopped certain cosmetic features from being put on certain types of rifles. And now he's learned from that to make it even stricter, more all-encompassing, and he's going to try and tax these things out of existence. Now, fortunately, just recently we had an ATF issue where the ATF was trying to stop pistol braces from being accessories and make them into Class three weapons, which means everybody who had a pistol brace on any type of weapon would have to register it as a short-barreled rifle 
with a tax stamp that was $200. Now, they were willing to waive the $200 fee and give you the tax stamp. So they're giving you a free tax stamp, SBR, which is a short barrel rifle. But what they don't tell you is you have to register, which means they need all your personal information. They have to know where you are, where you live, where you've lived in the past. They do a complete background check on you, which for most people, if you own a pistol, you've probably had most of this done. However, the Class three weapons are stricter. They have a lot stricter requirements for those, and if you don't qualify for some reason, they were just going to ask you to hand this weapon in or disassemble it or take parts of it off to make it a legal weapon. Fortunately, this has been shut down. The ATF received over 80,000 comments in favor of leaving pistol braces alone, and so far they've dropped this as of now. They pulled it off the website. They're not accepting comments anymore. For those of you who went on and left a comment, I thank you. I praise you. You stood up for your rights. We used proper channels to defend our right to keep and bear arms. And that's, that's the way we're doing it right now. Now, I won't say if they start violating the Constitution more and more, we're going to have to find other ways to do this. I'm not advocating violence under any circumstances. Right now, I think noncompliance would be the best way to do it. Look at New Zealand. They had almost 1.4 million weapons that they made outlawed because of some assault weapon or something else they called it. Some weapons they didn't find proper for the New Zealanders to own. And out of these 1.4 million weapons that were asked to be turned in and destroyed, they got 37 guns in. People turned in 37 weapons out of 1.4 million. And the New Zealand government is like, they're throwing their hands out going, what do we do? How do we make these people do this? Are they going to come door to door and start trying to collect them? Are they going to start performing search warrants on, on people? Is this what it's going to come to? Are they going to do that in this country as well? Are they going to start no-knock warrants in the middle of the night if they think you own a gun you're not supposed to have? Even if it was legal a year ago and now it's illegal, they're going to try and take it away from you based on new laws. They're going to try not to grandfather anything in, and they're going to try and pass prohibitive taxes on guns and gun accessories. Biden and Harris have said they will tax any magazine that holds over 10 rounds at a rate of $200 each. Which means if you have an AR-15 and six magazines, you're going to be taxed at $1,400 just to maintain ownership of those. Now, any of you people who have any sort of collection with a few magazines, and this is going to count for any magazine over 10 rounds. So if you have your Glock with five or six mags, all those are going to be $200 each tax. And I guess what they're trying to do is tax them out of existence. They're not making them illegal. They're just making you pay a prohibitive prohibitive amount of money to keep them, which is essentially eliminating them from circulation. They're getting rid of them. They're making them illegal by taxing them so bad you cannot afford to keep them, which is just, it's another way of having a backdoor gun ban. And the thing is, it's funny, Joe Biden will stand there and swear on a Bible that he will uphold the Constitution, and in his very next breath, he will violate every aspect of that oath he just took. I challenge him to stand up for what he swears to do. He swears to uphold the Constitution. I challenge you, Joe, stand up and do it. Be the man that stands up and obeys the oath that you took, that defends the Constitution against all enemies, domestic and foreign. As much as I'd love to see that happen, I just don't think it's going to. I don't think he's... 
he does not have the integrity. He does not have the honor. He he won't do it. And Kamala's going to stand there with him and do even worse than he'll do. I wonder how long Joe will actually stay in office to be able to do this stuff. But he learned. He, The Democrats learned from the assault rifle ban of 94. They saw how inventive, how adaptive Americans are. They saw how they changed their weapons to meet the new rules and still managed to keep them, you know, legal by the new laws. And they're going to – the new law they come out with, if they come out with an assault weapons ban, is going to be ridiculously prohibitive. It's going to be so strict. It's going to be so specific. They're going to eliminate almost any semi-automatic weapon from being in the hands of civilians. Even though it clearly states, even though it clearly states that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Clear as day. That's what it says. It says shall not be infringed. But yet they're infringing on it every day. Okay, here we go. Let's see. How are they infringing on it? Okay. Okay, here we go. Ugh. This is an interesting one. The ATF, after colluding with Biden, they met with Biden or his staff or him and Kamala, and they decided that they were going to raid a place called Polymer 80. Now, Polymer 80, in case you don't know, is a company that makes 80% lowers and frames for certain types of weapons. Now, the idea behind an 80% lower is it's got some of the work done, but you have to finish the rest of it off yourself to build a gun. This is perfectly legal in the United States. You can buy the part, and then you have to complete it. You can build your own gun from scratch if you want. If you have the technology, you can do that. As long as you don't sell them and become a manufacturer, that's a whole different thing. But if you build them for your own use... That is perfectly legal as of now. In this country, that's legal. You can do it. You can build whatever you want, pretty much, with the exception of fully automatic. You cannot build anything fully automatic. You have to buy something that was already manufactured by 1986. That was the Hughes Act, which was actually signed by Ronald Reagan. So don't think just because somebody's a Republican or Democrat they're going to vote a certain way, because Reagan signed the Hughes Act into effect, which eliminated citizens from owning certain types of weapons. And in 1994, I believe it was, no, no, not 94, um, 86, they passed the Hughes Act, and then the George Bush Sr. passed the foreign assault rifle ban. So in the last... 25, 30 years, most of the major gun laws that have gone into effect were passed by Republicans. So don't think just because somebody's one way or another, and yes, Trump banned the bump stocks, and Obama's administration made them legal. So don't believe government, just because it's one party or the other, is going to go a certain way. People think the government's going to stand there and protect them when they can't protect themselves, which is already proven not to be true. There was a Supreme Court case where the Supreme Court ruled the police do not have a responsibility to be there to protect you if you can't protect yourself. Because someone had sued them because the police didn't get there in time to save them. That's not their responsibility. They get there when they can. They do what they can when they get there. A cop carries a gun to protect himself, not to protect you. You have to carry a gun to protect yourself. You have to be your own first responder. And if they take this away from you... Who's to say criminals will not get more weapons, commit more violent crime, and you will have no way to protect yourself? Joe Biden's a guy who's been protected by assault weapons and semiotic guns since 
He started in politics 47 years ago. He's had the luxury of having armed guards around him almost his entire life. But yet he wants to take that right away from you. So anyway, the BATF raided the Nevada company Polymer 80. Now they manufacture these unfinished receivers and frames. And there was also reports that the BATF was confronting Polymer 80 customers and confiscating certain unfinished frame kits. This is the first direct assault on unfinished frames and receivers since the news broke in December, in November of collusion between the BATF and Biden's transition team to target these items by executive fiat. So he's going after these without even passing a law. They're just changing policy. They're changing regulations. Because this is something, this is what they, they're calling these ghost guns because you can build them without any registration. You don't have to have registration to have an 80% lower. You can finish it yourself, use it for your own private use, and that's perfectly legal. And the number of these that have been used in crimes is extremely small. It's a minuscule number compared to the number of stolen guns or, or other guns that are acquired through illegal means, illegally imported guns. Because what's to stop a guy from bringing in, you know, a case of case of drugs, six cases of drugs, and six cases of weapons. He can do both. You know, as long as they're importing stuff, it doesn't have to be legal. They're bringing in stuff that's illegal anyway. But it appears that the BATF has found, and they have a newfound sense of entitlement now. They couldn't even wait for Inauguration Day to commence their attack on the firearms industry. And based on federal statute... The firearm is determined to be any part which can readily be converted to expel a projectile by the action of explosive, the frame or receiver of such a weapon. The part of the firearm that provides housing for the hammer, bolt, or breech lock and firing mechanism, which is usually threaded at the forward portion to receive a barrel, but not always. So basically, the frame of the weapon is what's considered the gun, the quote-unquote gun here. And you have to have a federal firearms license in order to commercially manufacture or sell firearms that are not used for just private use. And the people who have these licenses, have to com- they have to comply with background checks and record keeping, keep track of all these. What Polymer 80 does is they only make the 80%. All right, we're going to come back after a, few, a couple of messages. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. This is Rocky Blyer, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Warrior to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who've been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio, for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and I'll see you at noon on January 28th. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Right before we left for the break, we were talking about a place called Polymer 80. Now, they manufacture 80% lowers and frames, <coughs> which, if you know, is something that must be finished out before it is functional. These are legal, and yet the BATF has rated them based on some weird idea that if they include too many parts, it's considered a gun now all of a sudden, even though the frame is non-functional the way it comes. So this may still go to court and end up being kicked out, but right now, this is a relatively small company, and they've been doing this for years and years, and I just wonder... I mean, they've got BATF determination letters concerning various unfinished frames and receivers dating back to the Obama administration in 2015. Basically, the BATF said all their stuff is okay to have. It's legal. It's 80%. It's not a firearm. Now they're saying that because they put in other parts to build a completed pistol – they're saying that the unfinished frame is not a firearm, but it still may be more than we want to allow you to have at one time. So basically, buy the frame from them and buy everything else from somebody else, and that's okay. But if you buy everything from one place, it's a problem, even though it's not a functional frame. Okay, this this is this is going to come down, and if you have one of these, here's the problem. They, the BATF sees customer records from Polymer 80 during the raid, and they've been they've obtained some of the customer records from third party shipping companies and they've been confronting these customers about their purchases so if you've purchased from polymer 80 you may be entitled to a visit from our local BATF agent <laughs> so just be aware of this this is the beginning and what are you going to do they're standing at your door telling you hand over this this incomplete frame or this this kit or we're going to come back with a warrant and we're going to do a no-knock search and we're going to rip through your and search your entire house if you don't hand it over. So basically what was legal yesterday is now all of a sudden illegal today and they're going to change the rules and they're going to go ahead and raid your house if you don't if you don't just fall over, bend over, let them walk all over you. This is this is going to get to the point where people are going to have to stand up if they want to defend their rights. Now, I don't know if a lawyer is going to be able to take this on because they Palm Rady has never sold complete firearms. They don't. They just they only make their 80% frames and and 80% lowers, but they do sell other parts to help complete these frames once you do the required work. <clears throat> You have to drill certain holes. You have to line things up. You have to cut away some of the plastic. You have to insert metal parts. It has to be built. It's not something that you just slap together because you've got the part. This is something that you have to build yourself. And apparently, if you have bought one of these without all the other parts, that's not a problem. They're just coming after the ones that you bought all the parts from Polymerady at one time. Which to me is just shocking. So this is where they're going with this. This is where they're going. They're cu- they're starting to come after people. Individual citizens are getting visits from the ATF based on these purchases. <clears throat> okay, this is uh, this is another story based on the same idea. Okay, the Wall Street Journal stating that the ATF has apparently conducted a search warrant at Polymer 80, producing their and their. The reader stated in the afternoon of December 10th, 2020, they were visited by the ATF 
and requested to surrender any Polymer 80 kits. The ATF took custody of the buy-build shoot kit and provided them with a receipt for the property in the basis of transfer of seizure items. The ATF wrote Polymer 80 investigation and the email to the TFB stated... They are going after customers, had the ATF at my house approximately 1 p.m. yesterday, telling me I needed to surrender my P-80 or he would return to raid my house with a warrant. Enclosed is my surrender sheet for proof. If anyone purchased a buy-build shoot kit from them, they will probably be hearing from the ATF as well. ATF is now visiting end-users of the buy-build shoot kits that came with all the parts, tools, and jigs needed to build a working firearm. That's it, needed to build, but you had to build it yourself. And the federal law allows for non-prohibited people to build working firearms for personal use. A serial number is not required unless the individual decides to sell the home-built firearm at a later date, in which case then he would have to assign it a number, register the weapon, and transfer it to himself through an FFL dealer in order to transfer it to somebody else. Now, these buy-build shoot, they're called buy-build shoot kits through Polymer 80. If you bought one of these, be prepared. You might be getting a visit from the ATF. Now, what these kits included were the 80% pistol frame, the 9mm complete slide assembly, stainless steel slide with a black coating, stainless steel barrel with a black nitride coating, the P80 slide parts kit, the P80 pistol parts kit with a trigger and a 15 or 70 17 round magazine and a black carrying case unless you were in a restricted state you got a 10 round magazine but still this was not a gun you could just throw together you had to build the frame as you always would have nothing changed except they were buying more of the parts from one company and as biden has said before his idea the ghost gun idea where people can build their own firearms is something he does not like and he wants to shut down this has been going on since the beginning of our country. Back in the 1700s, a lot of people built their own guns or hired people who had the skills to build their own guns. There was no gun, there was no gun registration in this country until 1934 when they passed the National Firearms Act, which to this day stands as one of the biggest restrictions of Second Amendment rights we have ever had go through to this country. So keep in mind, people, this is not just – I'm just not running around – saying the sky is falling. It is falling. There's people getting visits from the ATF to confiscate their property. It's already going on. If you have this happen to, to you, I suggest you contact the NRA. They are looking into this. They are trying to build a case, I believe, to stop this. But be aware this could happen to you. If you've ordered one of these buy-build shoot kits, be aware you may be getting a visit. And decide, you know, and I don't want anybody to have any violence ensuing. It'd be best just to give it up, get the receipt, see what happens, and see if you can get it back via legal means. You may have to register it, which means it would still be your property. As long as you can legally own a handgun, you can register this and keep it. There's going to be nothing to stop you from holding on to it, as far as I know. In fact, it might be a good preemptive strike to go ahead into your FFL dealer, see what you have to do to register it as a weapon. Even though the whole idea of having a polymer 80 is to have a non-registered weapon, Go ahead and see what it would take to get it registered if you bought the buy-build-shoot kit. Not just the lower, but the whole buy-build-shoot kit. Those are the ones they're going after now. So if you bought one of these, be aware. Just be aware that you might be getting a visit from a federal agent.
So I just don't know how else to say this. But this is coming down now. This is happening now. This is not something that might happen in the future. This is going on now. American citizens who have done nothing wrong, violated no laws, are getting visits from federal agents and being asked to surrender property that they legally purchased and legally own and are allowed to own. So it's just one more thing, one more step towards taking our Second Amendment rights. They are going after it full steam here. But on another note, I want to go to Columbus for a moment because there was a scene there where apparently an ATF agent was going to visit a person to seize what they thought was an illegal weapon, and the person didn't agree that this person was a federal agent, so he called the police. The police then drew weapons on the ATF agent, ordered him to the ground. (laughs) Now, initially, he refused. He said, no, no, I'm not getting on the ground. I am an ATF agent. Let me show you my badge. They yelled, keep your hands where we can see them. And the guy's already got guns drawn on him, so the guy's like, the ATF agent's like, okay, I don't want to get shot doing something stupid. And they finally get him to get down on the ground. They handcuff him, and then apparently he's still fighting as they put the handcuffs on him. Then they taser him. (laughs) Okay, I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's pretty funny. The ATF agents get tasered by the Columbus Division of Police. That's like I say, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. So apparently he didn't have time to pull his badge out or show them who he was, or they just didn't care. Now, this is something that hopefully the police officers knew exactly what they were doing. They didn't agree with the fact that the ATF has a right to do this, and they said, you know what? This is our city. We're going to do things our way. <laughs> you do what we tell you. And then they finally got his uh, his identification out of his out of his pocket after they tasered him. And they forced him into the back of a police cruiser until other officers arrived. (laughs) Oh, this is awesome. Now, of course, the ATF agent has filed excessive force lawsuit in federal court against the city of Columbus and the two police officers. The complaint alleged Burke was trying to confiscate an illegally held firearm when the suspect called 911 and the dispatchers sent the officers to the address. Ah, this is great. I mean, now, this kind of stuff isn't unheard of, but typically when a police see credentials, especially on a federal officer, I would think they would back down. But I have to say I'm really glad they didn't in this case because right now with what the ATF is doing to American citizens, I'm not entirely sure they're obeying their oaths of office. They swore to uphold the Constitution, and here they are violating it. So you know what? Maybe all the ATF agents need a little tasing just to shock them back into uh, a standard way of thinking. Maybe they need to be reminded of the oath they took. They need to be reminded of what the Constitution says before they're allowed to go out and start confiscating potentially. If it, it was an illegal weapon or held illegally held weapon, I understand that. But still, now the fact that they're going after people who legally purchased incomplete kits because they don't like the fact too many parts were included with it, is completely ridiculous. The fact that you could buy those from somebody else, and it would be okay, but you just couldn't buy it from one person, is ridiculous. All right, we're coming up on another break. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And I just want to, again, reiterate the fact that uh, we did a show today, uh, it was sort of a uh, mixed bag of On Point with Victor and uh, David's pick. But it was not endorsed by either candidate. But we do support 
Kelly Lockler and David Perdue in their race against hypocrites and empty suits. A, hip- a total hypocrite and an empty suit. And I hope you enjoyed it. It will be posted uh, by tomorrow, and uh, you can listen to it at any time. We uh, also want to thank Roger for coming in and doing our Locked and Loaded. And, you know, I was pointed out by a friend, Roger, recently, or, or he and I got in a discussion. And th- this is where I get really upset about education uh, and that people don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and this goes for our representatives, the House and the Senate. But this guy got in an argument with me about the fact that, oh, you know, AR, AR-15s are uh, assault weapons. And I said, no, it's not an automatic weapon. It's a semi-automatic and no different from a rifle, a deer rifle, or anything else. Oh, no, you can, you can just get parts and convert them. And I said, yeah, after you go through about a ton and a half of paperwork, and it's not just a matter of walking to the local drugstore and getting the parts. And, uh, you know, you, you can't buy an, uh, and he got in a real dispute with me that, oh, you can just go to a gun store and buy an automatic weapon. And I said, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You, you can. The right gun store has them. They're class three weapons, require a complete background check, a $200 tax stamp, federal approval, and probably take between three and nine months to get approved, and then you can have your limited fully automatic weapon. Which, you know, like I told him, I said, even in the military, they don't suggest that you put it on fully automatic. You can't, you can't hit the side of a barn. So, I mean, I was, when I was in the service, we were, we basically stayed on on semi-automatic, and if I didn't go in country, but if you're in country and you want to do a spray act or a John Wayne act, well, yeah, you can put it on fully automatic, but you better have about four or five magazines handy to... But it shouldn't matter. The Constitution says shall not be infringed. If the government's allowed to have the weapons, people should be allowed to have the weapons. Well, you know... If you want to get into it, that's the way it should be. We should not be restricted. The government is not... A monarchy. They are not rulers. They are representatives that we put in office, and they serve the people. They're not supposed to be above the people by any stretch. But, and I agree with you. However, that's not the way it is. And as you well know, you know, you can't, you can't go to your local, uh, like I said, your local drugstore and pick up a. Well, you might at night and midnight, something yeah, like that. In the parking lot. In the yeah, parking lot. By the dumpster. <laughs> but at the same uh, token. Uh, you can't, um, you know, there are things that you can do and things that you can't do. And it's just, and, it's the difference between a law-abiding citizen and a criminal. Yeah. But at the same token, I just, I really do get irritated when the information is out there and people don't take the time to read it. They just assume. Yeah, putting cosmetic features on a semi-automatic rifle does not make it into a assault weapon. Just like putting racing stripes on your Kia does not make it a race car. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's a good analogy. Anyway, let's get back to uh, Roger, Mr. B. and uh, Okay, we're going to go to St. Paul, Minnesota for a minute. Now, granted, there's a, there's a lot of hysteria surrounding any group on the right. Any group on the right that's right that tends to be right-leaning and more conservative tends to be labeled as a hate group, tends to be 
called, you know, they're white supremacist, they're misogynist, they're uh, racist. It doesn't matter whether they believe in conservative principles, just in government or whatever, or they believe in constitutional rights. They're called all these names every time. <clears throat> and apparently there was a police officer that had a sticker on his truck, his personal vehicle, that was three three percent, a three percenter sticker, three percenter logo. Now, for those of you who don't know, three percenter is the idea that no more than three percent of the American population ever took the field during the American Revolution. There was never more than three percent of the people involved in fighting the the Revolutionary War, and this three percent of the people were the people who founded the nation. They. They were the ones who risked everything because if it had gone another way, these people would have been put on on list and hunted down and killed without a doubt. The crown would have come after them. Fortunately, they were successful in founding one of the greatest countries ever to exist on this planet, in my humble opinion. But so this police officer had a 3% sticker on his his car, on his truck, and apparently – this uh, they describe these the anti defamation league describes three percenters as anti government extremists who are part of a militia movement. Entirely not true. It just takes a minute to recognize that some people have to stand up and do the job other people's are not other people are not going to do. In fact, as a police officer, I could see him having this sticker on his truck being, you know what, I'm a police officer, I'm doing the job that a lot of people don't want to do. I'll stand up, I'll put my life on the line, I'll defend you, I'll protect you, I will enforce the law when you don't want to do it. Because most people couldn't defend themselves against a uh, an angry mob of Girl Scouts these days. You know, they need a safe space to cry in. <clears throat> a good example was Sunday morning uh, in Nashville. Oh, right, the bombing. Yeah. Who do you call? A social worker? Yeah. <laughs> nope, you call the police department, assuming you haven't defunded them. Yeah. But this guy apparently got in trouble for having this. They, want to re- they didn't get him in trouble, but they said... They want to reevaluate if he's allowed to have this on his personal truck. Now, the 3 percent website, if you go to it, says they're not a militia. They're pro-government, pro-American Constitution. That's what they stand for. They stand for enforcing the Constitution. And they say he's, he may not even be an actual member of the group. that you know. And they do not believe in overthrowing the government. They just believe in supporting the government as it was meant to be. The Constitution was written. They believe in supporting the Constitution as it was written and all the laws that are in it. Okay, and it's he says it's bad that someone be, would be comfortable. He said someone in our police force was comfortable enough to display that sticker. It's like there's no room for any kind of support for anything on the right side of things. It's called the right side for a reason (laughs) as opposed to the left side. (laughs) But anyway, so they're going to use this as an opportunity to educate all the employees about the importance of considering the larger context of political issues, actions, and organizations, especially those that are multifaceted. I assure you there was no room for hate or bias in this police department, the chief continued. Of course, three percenters aren't generally considered a racist militia. They're anti-government, according to the Anti-Defamation League. And if the Anti-Defamation League can't find a way to label them as racist, there's probably not any hate or bias to be concerned about. But you got to consider this, too. 
what if this guy had had an Antifa sticker on his car? Antifa has caused millions of dollars of damage, killed people, wounded people, caused countless amounts of, of burning, looting, murdering. And what if it was a BLM sticker? They have caused millions of dollars worth of damage, blocked highways, caused people to die. And yet the three percenters have done none of this. And I'm sure if this guy had a BLM sticker on his car, nobody would have given it a second thought. So in order to support the groups that promote violence, cause damage, millions of dollars worth of damage, burn businesses, all in the name of racial equality, why would you burn a business to promote racial equality? How is that going to help anything? And a three percenter just – this is the guy who stands up every day, puts his life on the line. He can have a three percent sticker on his car. You figure he's the one who stands between you and the bad guys. He's the thin blue line. And I can understand why a guy like him would want to have a 3% sticker on his car. Because these are, these are the jobs nobody else wants to do. People aren't flocking to become police officers, especially right now. It takes a certain kind of person with a certain kind of duty and dedication to do that job. And this just irritates me to no end that this guy got run through the ringer or got criticized for having his 3% sticker on his truck. You know, there's no reason why he should have even been given a second look for that. All it does is mean he believes in the Constitution, he stands up for America, the country the way it was founded, and the people who fought to put it on the map. If you don't believe in the three percenters, then you're probably not an American or you don't care about America. You don't care about the Constitution. You don't care what happens to this country. You don't believe the Constitution exists to not be changed and modified to suit your own needs. It's all, We're already going there now. The Constitution is being perverted every day. These government officials are just doing whatever they want, running ramshot over every law in there, all in the name of oh, the government needs to take this over, take that over, or stop this from happening, or do for the good of the people. When actually, everything they do almost is for the bad of the people. They shut down all these businesses. They're shutting down country. They're shutting down businesses like in California, New York, New Jersey. All these people are losing their livelihood. There was one gentleman who actually blocked the health inspector after he parked from going anywhere after he parked his car. He parked his truck behind him so he couldn't get out because he wanted to keep other businesses from having to deal with this guy giving fines. This guy was given a fine because people bought food at his restaurant, sat on the sidewalk outside his business on a public bench, and ate their food. This was not a bench he provided. This was a public bench. They sat out there and ate this food, and they're trying to fine this guy for saying he has dining available. These people sat there at a bus stop or wherever in a public bench and ate their food, and he was being charged for that. Got a $500 fine for that. This is getting ridiculous. They are shutting businesses down because they want to take control, give you a certain income that they think is what you need to live on. Oh, anyway, if it gets much worse than this, we're all going to have to find someplace else to go. Because I'd hate to think we have to have another civil war to settle this. Let's hope we can do it without that. Let's hope we can all come together, do this correctly. Every politician should be required to read the Constitution out loud in front of all his other politician friends. Every new senator, every new congressman, actually all of them, every congressman, every senator should be required one at a time to read through the Constitution in front of everybody out loud. Once a year. After they show a uh, photo ID. 
Right, right, of course, because you need a photo ID except to vote. You can you can't vote for you can vote for those guys without a photo ID, but you can't go see them. You can't stand in the congressional gallery without a photo ID. Weird. You can't go to a political rally without a photo ID. But anyway, that's something that we need to do. They need to sit there. It'll take maybe two days for every one of them to read through it at the beginning of every session, but they need to know what they just swore an oath to uphold. They swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, and they need to know what it is they're upholding. Because if they don't uphold the Constitution, what's the point of taking the oath? What's the point of doing that? There's no reason they need that. They're just going to violate it every step of the way. They don't care. Like, what's her name? AOC said, well, if guns were right, they'd be in the Constitution. Has she never read the document? Oh, she is such a flake. I can't believe she is a bartender and got elected to Congress twice. Anyway, okay, let's get in. Everybody knows right now guns are hard to come by. They're expensive. Ammo is almost impossible to come by, and it's expensive. And in Texas, there's an attorney general who has accused a company who sells gun and accessories and ammo of price gouging. Now, in case you didn't know, this company is called Cheaper Than Dirt, ironically so. But uh, they've been known for being opportunistic when it comes to raising prices during a crisis, which, now granted, that's current market prices can be determined by the seller. I don't have any issue with this. This is free market. Price it whatever you want to. Supply and demand will determine whether you sell it or not. However... The problem with this is they were advertising it on their website. You would click on it. You would see it. You'd see the price. You'd hit add to cart, go around, do some more shopping. When it went from the website and got added to the cart, the price would change. So it would change after you added it to the cart, even though you saw it on the website for that price. And some people would check out thinking they got the price they wanted. I mean, I could, could you imagine this going to the grocery store and having to check the price of every single thing you got? before checking out and something would come up more expensive or less expensive and you didn't catch it you know grocery stores are pretty good about whatever price is on the shelf is generally what you pay if you catch them they would make a a correction but they were making a habit of jumping the prices between the website and the cart so if you had several things in the cart or a lot of small things in there you get bumped up a lot and you wouldn't even realize you're paying more unless you went through line by line and saw how much they jump between you clicking on their website and seeing the price and then putting it in the cart. He decided this was price gouging, this was illegal, and shouldn't be happening. Now, for those of you who know, Cheaper Than Dirt is one that's been opportunistic. They do raise their prices considerably whenever there's any kind of you know, any kind of crisis. They raise their prices a, a, a huge amount more than most other places do. Now, granted, maybe they have a limited supply and they want to hold on to it to have some still for sale. They sell off some of it at one price and they get down to the last few. They raise the price way up because that's supply and demand. That's the way capitalism works. But don't advertise it on the website at one price and then change it between the time you add it to the cart. That is not legal. That is bait and switch. That is a problem. <clears throat> And the attorney that's gen- when the customers shouldn't come back. Right. And the thing is, you know, not everybody notices this when they do it, especially if you have several things in the cart. If you're doing some shopping, you don't have time to notice every little thing went up by a dollar, ten dollars, thirty dollars, a hundred dollars. 
So apparently, the AG's office identified over 4,000 sales that involved this price gouging and has directed Cheaper Than Dirt to pay $402,786,000 in refunds to customers, <laughs> according to documents this month. So you thought their prices were high before? Mm, they're going to get even higher now that they have to pay this fine. But yeah, I mean, I, if you're going to charge higher prices, that's fine. But don't change the price between your website and the cart. That's that's deceptive. There's no reason why that should happen at all. All right, we're about to have to wrap this up today. I appreciate everybody listening. I am Roger B. This has been Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.